0: Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time again for Focus. Thanks for joining us. We've got a couple of guests today who are going to tell you about something really great going on in the community. Uh, we're going to start with Ty Garth, but later we'll be joined by Dred Yehuda. Uh, we're going to talk about the Ollie Life Youth Program, and we're starting with Ty. Welcome. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm fine. So we've determined that Ty and our both country. We have to be careful, <laughs> or we're going to be yalling and ainting all day. Today. All day, all day. <laughs> talk about some uh tomatoes and taters and all that stuff who knows okay so tell me a little about yourself and your your country because you're from where i'm from louisville kentucky louisville kentucky there you go local local guy pretty much local guy and now we're talking about ollie life youth program what is that how did that come about it's
1: our youth organization we created maybe 10 11 years ago i Mm -hmm. think now Mm -hmm. we just wanted to do something to give back to the community to give back to the youth. We, we come from similar backgrounds as most of the kids that we service. Mm-hmm. I have a degree in special education, so I've been in metro schools for a while. Mm-hmm. And I understand some of the issues that the youth is dealing with because I grew up in similar situations. So we wanted to come together and create a, a program, which is a curriculum-based program, to transition the youth from middle school age to high school, high school to college, college to life.
0: Nice. And just preparing them for all the things that they will be dealing with. Uh, that brings two questions to mind. Uh, one, what are some of the things they'll be dealing with? So h- hold on to that. But also you said to give back, which implies that you were given or you were helped. What were you given? You and co-founder Dread Yehuda, what were you given? How were you helped?
1: Well, for me growing up in a single parent home with just my mother, you know, my, my little sister and my older brothers who was, out involved in the streets and things of that nature. I took to basketball. So a lot of my coaches was more like father figures for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that allowed me to um, stay on the right path. Also, the fact that I never wanted to disappoint my mom. Uh-huh. And I wanted to be a model for my sister to show her, you know, as she got older, you're going to run into guys. And I want them, you got to know that your big brother is going to be an example of what to expect, you know, a man who's respectful, somebody who's striving to be somebody in their life, you know, and focus on that. So that was was important for me.
0: So you started at a young age wanting to be an example of good. For sure. In your life, and that helped you. Yeah. That saved you. Yeah, it
1: did, along with a lot of other life experiences, you know, especially you get to a certain age where, you know, moms tell you, okay, right from wrong. But then you got to go out and figure out things on your own. So I had a few experiences in
0: my life that got me right back on. Uh, <laughs> oh, do you feel like sharing any? Because I, I was thinking about that last night because I, I do a show and it's called Real Life. I was thinking about that. There are moments in our lives that are pivotal moments that help determine the course of our lives. Do you remember a couple of those yeah, or was, one of those that you want to share?
1: Well, you know, I, would, I had a run in with, with the law. I was arrested when I was seventeen. You fought the law and the law won. <laughs> exactly. You yeah. know, and it cost me basketball scholarships and oh. things of that nature. I was on probation for a few years. So it was something that it was a decision that I made, of course. Yeah. And I knew better. You know, wrong place, wrong people. Yeah. But the right time obviously for the police cause they called us. So <laughs> I just I just took that and was
0: like, man, I gotta I gotta get back the person that I am. And the, oh, and that you know you can be. For sure. And you say you did get help in the form of coaches? Coaches.
1: And, and my godfather, he he played a pivotal part in my life as well. You know, he snatched me up a few times when he saw me getting off track. So I got to give him a lot of praise
0: for that, for, you know, always looking out. And is that what you hope to do with the Ollie Life Youth Program?
1: For sure. Uh, kind of
0: snatch them up every so often yeah, and, and get them but, on track?
1: But, you know, you know, Ali stands for only living life and excellence. So for us, it's like if you see guys who come from similar backgrounds as you all and we made it, you have an option True. to be successful. True. There's no there's no reason for you to give yourself a crutch and an excuse to not make it because you living in the inner city or you come from a single parent uh, home. I do, too. Yeah. Everything that you can talk about, I've been through. So my thing is. We just wanna make sure that y'all see success and, and I always say success isn't based off of money, celebrity status or anything
0: like that. It's about how many people you able to bless. Ooh, so I like that tie. And you reaffirm my belief that it's easier to lead someone by going before them rather than pushing them from behind, which is a lot of times what we do. like We're like, get out there and go do this. And we haven't done it, and we don't know how to do it. Yeah. We can't show them the path to do it.
1: Exactly. But we you can't, have.
0: We can't expect somebody
1: to go build a house if they never had the, been taught before.
0: Right. And so you're able to go, I did it. Here's how I did it. And what are some of the things that young people are facing that you're able to kind of steer them around? Well, you
1: know that middle school age, they're very, very impressionable. So if you have an eighth grader who are about who's about to transition to high school, mm-hmm. you wanna make sure that they're in the right position to <laughs> to make their own, the right decisions because you go there all the influences of the older kids. Now yeah. you become a follower you know Ooh. instead that's we're trying to instill leadership qualities in these kids early so that when they get around these older kids who can influence them to do things that's out of their character they understand like man that's not me that's not what I do you know um, if you say go left i'm going to go right because the right is the way to go you know mm-hmm. so it's, it's for us it's it's all about making sure that we give them choices and options to be successful and to live life in excellence. If you want to be a garbage man, be the best garbage man you can be. Don't just focus on being that, but think about owning a garbage company one day. You know, so it's like we just won't, we won't have that mindset on being excellent at all times, being great, just being great people.
0: So if you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie, and this is Focus, and we're talking about the Ollie Life Youth Program, Ollie meaning only living life in excellence, and we're talking with one of the founders, Ty Garth. Now, you said just to be great people. All the time what kind of curriculum and to make good choices what kind of curriculum are you able to share with kids to help them be strong decision-makers as they transition into where they might become followers and instead be leaders
1: we we do everything from discussions on um, self-confidence self-motivation bullying aspect that you're going to be experiencing in school and how to deal with that properly From gang violence, drugs, and we we just try to bring that whole life experience Mm -hmm. to a forefront. Because a lot of them, coming from where they come from, they're seeing the negative side of everything. So if we can bring the negative things to them to the forefront and show them the positive way to handle it, Mm -hmm. then it allows them to go through
0: life making better decisions than what they have been shown. Because kids learn by example. For sure. Like baby animals learn by example. What if mama does it this way, then I says how I'm going to do it. And if they don't have any other examples except this is how it is. When I get to this age, I'm going to join this gang. And when I get to this age, I'm going to go do this. You're giving them other options. Definitely. And showing them other ways to react when that decision comes around to them. For sure. Okay. So you, what other things are kids having to face? You said going from grade school to middle school? Or did you say middle school to high school? Middle school to high school. Okay. Um, high school to college, college to life.
1: And the fact that, you know, they're growing up in an inner city, single-parent homes, they're dealing with all sorts of emotional trauma on their daily. You know, just the fact that they're living in a single-parent home and there's no uh, presence of a male there for the young boys especially that mm-hmm. we deal with. So you got to think how are you expecting this young boy to have respect for women and just for himself, if he's not being shown that from a male figure yeah, in his household. So that's where we step in. You know, we step in and we like, hey, this is how you're supposed to treat a young lady. This is how you're supposed to respect any uh, adult figure. Do you do like role playing? Like how do you it's teach a, that? A, a lot. We do all that. We do all of that. Like we even have the whole, um, Professional preparation, oh, oh. job readiness, and oh. everything. We,
0: we do everything that we've been through. What specifically from high school to college? Is that where the job preparation stuff comes in, or is job, it for that? It's job preparation
1: because every kid that graduates high school isn't prepared for college or don't have a, a a love or admiration to go to college. So we prepare them for job readiness, uh, mm-hmm. trades, but before that, those kids that's trying to go to college, you gotta understand about financial aid, filling out your FAFSA, mm-hmm. applying to certain schools, you know, putting together a, a resume. So we're we're helping with all all of that. It's dressed for success, you know. Like the time that dread brought what, a, about a hundred ties and just had we were showing the kids how to tie ties. Yeah. You know, so it's the little thing, something that they never had. They've been shown. They never been shown stuff like that.
0: We grew up poor in Texas, and I know in my family, I I didn't, I didn't understand that in some families college was, you're going to go to college. I didn't understand it because it was not even mentioned in my growing up. It just wasn't. It just wasn't part of our life. We were poor. It wasn't expected by the parents. It wasn't dreamed of by the kids. So you are helping those kids conceive of the fact that they even have a chance to do that and to dream of it, and then learn how to put it into action. Yeah, a lot of our kids are first-generation
1: college students. Yeah.
0: Were you? Definitely.
1: And that's why I'm so proud of the fact that I was able to walk across the stage at an institution like Fish University, because I was the first male in my family to graduate from college.
0: Ty, congratulations. So, See, that's great. Yeah. So what do you want to tell parents who are listening right now and maybe struggling with their kids and thinking, I don't know what I'm going to do? Is it boys and girls or just boys right now? We just do boys right just now. Boys? But we
1: have a, a, a sister organization, The Fine Design, and they work with the young ladies.
0: Okay, so parents are listening right now, and they're like, I want to be able to instill bigger dreams in my kids. I want to have them be able to do bigger things than I did. What is their first step as a parent?
1: Reach out. org. Start the process that way. We, all, we never turn anybody down regardless uh because it's bigger than money for Dredd and I. Yeah. Um, like I said, we gonna receive our blessings on the back end. That's why God has instilled this vision and purpose in us. Yeah. So money isn't a concern for us. But we, if you got we, some money to We do have fees and everything yeah. like that, but we do we also have sponsors that help out okay. a lot with the organization. So we don't we don't put you off because you can't give us a forty dollar fee that we may ask for monthly, mm-hmm. you know? because your child's life is worth more than money.
2: I'm
0: so glad you said that. So I think a lot of people are afraid to reach out because we've gotten suckered in so many times to like a uh, free offer and you get into it and it's like for this low handling fee or whatever. And then people are like, you know what? I don't even trust it anymore. When we're out at events and we're saying, you want to register to win something? And they're like, well, how much does it cost? It's like, no, it's free. And they're like, no, ain't nothing free. Yeah. And so you're, you're out here saying we're ready to help.
1: We understand the uh, the people we service. We understand the positions that they're in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Money isn't our focus. That's that's not what drives us. What drives you? Seeing another kid from a similar situation that I've been in become successful.
0: Have you seen other kids from similar situations become successful? Ty? Definitely. Tell me Definitely. a story about one.
1: Well, we can we can shout out Chase Jones right now, who just. Did his first week of orientation at Western Kentucky University. Yeah. He was one of the first kids in the Ollie program when he was 10 years old, and he's been with us ever since. And he grew up in South 8 here in Nashville. So his mom, you know, shout-out to his mom. She's did an awesome job uh, going to get her GED, going to get her associate's degree to ensure a better life for her children. Wow. And because of that and because of the push that we gave, you know, Chase received an athletic scholarship to play football for Western Kentucky.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you said
0: he grew up in the what, the South 8?
1: South 8 Projects here in Nashville. Yeah. And and Dred, you know, the co-founder, he's going to share a story about Trey, another one of our kids who's near and dear to his heart.
0: Okay, good. Okay, Dredd, step up to the mic here. Dred Yehuda, Ollie Life Youth Program, Only Living Life in Excellence, co-founder. So welcome first of all to Focus. I appreciate you joining us. If you're just tuning in, we're talking to the uh, two founders from Ollie Life Youth Program. Ollie meaning only living life in excellence and they serve young men between 12 and 18 years old transitioning from middle to high school through professional development programs and on into college. Yes. Correct? Yes. And you have another success story somebody else you want to kind of brag on a little bit.
2: Definitely. So uh Trey was a is always going to be near and dear to my heart. For some reason, he was just one that I got attached to really quickly. Yeah. And um, the juvenile program that I ran for almost two years, he was always present, so I really got to know him on another level to the point to where he wound up getting into some trouble and he had to take this course. It was like a six- or eight-week course. And when he finished that course, he couldn't wait to come and show me this certificate. He was just so happy and it filled my heart with so much joy. Um, he went from being, you know, a child that just really didn't have much motivation, didn't really want to do anything. Some of his older siblings didn't really push him the yeah. right way. Yeah. And he went on to be able to graduate. He's working. I mean, he's really trying to put his stamp on society and, To have someone like that go from being someone who really didn't have any kind of drive to really excelling right now is excellent for me.
0: Do you feel it's important for Ollie Life Youth Program graduates to go on to be leaders or just to be successful and happy and productive?
2: I'm going to say leaders. I was one of the children that when I grew up, I never really wanted to be anything in particular or didn't really know what I wanted to be. Yeah. But I knew that I had leadership qualities, which is strange because I'm a little guy. I play point guard, which is, in essence, the leader of the team on the floor. And you have people always looking at you for direction and motivation. And for some reason, God blessed me with the ability to do that. Uh. So it's like a little man, but a giant at the same time. And so you can be successful at being a leader. You can't always be a leader and be successful. So be a leader, stand out and and let everybody know that you stand out because then, you know, people are like, well, who is that? How are they capable to do that and pull them in? And then when you pull them in, you're able to drop knowledge. And that's sort of what the ollie program consists of you know when i was growing up we had guys that were older than us that would just say stuff like don't do that and first of all i don't know you i'm probably never going to see you again yeah what makes me feel like i should listen to you so exactly so we wanted to be able to get to know these young men before we even start any kind of dialogue or discussion about things yeah we just listen to them just because i'm older than you doesn't mean that i know everything or know more than you it doesn't mean that i shouldn't show you the respect that i want from you and a lot of adults tend to just automatically take this role that this adolescent doesn't know Mm -hmm. they don't want to know so it's like a hover Instead of getting down on their level, we were children once before as well. So you can't come and tell me something that's just going to really knock me off my square because I've probably done it or I know people that have done it, still doing it. Talk to me. Get to know me. Let me get to know you. And you'll be surprised how we have children who go from not wanting to speak at all to we can't keep their mouth
1: closed. (laughs) I'm
2: serious. Because they're being heard. And as soon as they let that guard down. Oh, we can drop all the knowledge on them because they're open. They know that we're going to to be there. We have children that have gone through things that will call Ty before they call their own parent. Mm-hmm. And this is not light stuff. This is heavy stuff. Yeah. Two, three o'clock in the morning type stuff, you know, and they're calling him. Yeah. That's heavy. Ty mentioned earlier
0: that if you're going to be a trash collector, be the best trash collector. Is that part of... What you mean by living life in excellence, and, and that is what draws people to you.
2: Definitely, definitely. There's a job for everyone, um, and one job doesn't necessarily negate the other or overshadow the other. When people built civilizations, there was a job for every person mm-hmm. or every type of person. And if that particular person didn't handle their job, the civilization wasn't as successful. Mm-hmm from blacksmiths to carpenters to the teachers to the um, doctors and police officers, like whatever yeah. the situation was, everyone had a job. And if everyone really took to their job, instead of worrying about the next, oh. like you that's what I mean when I mean about being a leader and standing out, you make your own lane. So if I'm going to be a garbage man, we'll use that example. I'm going to be the best one that I can be to the point to where when I come down the street, the people want to come out, and say hi to me. They want to give me snacks or drinks. I'm interacting with them. I'm going to be the best one that I can be. I'm not going to be the one that comes and kick the garbage can over when I put it down or let all the trash fall out of it yeah. and don't care. Yeah. Be the best person that you can be and let people see you being the best person that you can be. That way you're living it. You're not just talking it. And that makes people want to follow you.
0: Yes. I have a friend who was a follower. And she would say, well, Anna, I want to do this. What do you think? So-and-so says I should do this. So-and-so says I should do this. So-and-so says I should do this. And I would always tell her, listen to the person who is making it work, who has it together, who is successful at what they're doing, who is happy at what they're doing, not somebody who's like out of it and on drugs and messed up and trying to scam the system and scam everybody. Mm -hmm. Listen to somebody who is a leader Mm -hmm. and who is doing it right. Mm -hmm. That's where you get your advice. Exactly. And it doesn't matter what their field is. You notice with COVID, a lot of the essential people ended up being people like the garbage collectors and people that kind of were looked down on before Mm -hmm. by the celebrities and the famous people, and then all of their crap went away. Mm -hmm. And then the garbage collectors were like, we please make sure that you come because you are important in our lives. Who'd have thought? I know, (laughs) everything got real. Mm -hmm. How did that affect you guys program? How are you moving forward with it, with all of this going on?
2: It's been a little challenging, but technology has saved us a lot. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, and the fact that we work with youth who are the next generation, are already tech savvy somehow. Yes. As long as they have access to a phone or, you know, a laptop, which most of them do, yeah. then we can still communicate with them. And so it, it might not be as formal. hmm as normal, but at the end of the day, I mean, as long as we reach them, as long as we touch them, mm. and it doesn't even always have to be in a group yeah, like how it used to be. We will have sessions with anywhere between 10 to 30 children. Um, but as long as we're touching them, then we'll keep moving.
0: How important is that as
2: a part of your day
0: to be able to make a difference in the life of a young
2: person? Oh, all the time. I don't feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do if I don't make strides with that every day. Of course, I don't always talk to children every day, but um, being a co-founder, your mind is always working. You're always thinking of ways to continue the program, better the program, um, make it bigger. Um, So as long as I feel like when I lay down at night, I can say, well, I did this today, then I'm okay. And I might even set a goal for tomorrow. Well, tomorrow I'm going to try to do this. Doesn't always happen, but That doesn't mean that you stop either. You know, sometimes people will try and make goals, whether they're realistic or unrealistic. Right. And they don't even take the time to see it through. And I tell my children that as well. You know, sometimes they might have an issue with a problem and they just get down in themselves. Mm -hmm. And I tell them, you know how many times daddy has failed. I try something I think is going to work, but it doesn't. Yeah. For me to stop right there. And not try again, that's when I fail. We feel like we don't take losses. We just learn lessons. Yes. And it's a difference.
0: And even until I was an adult, I didn't even know how to break down goals. Like, if you want to achieve this goal, if this is the biggest, most important thing that you need to achieve in your life that would make the biggest difference, break it down into, like, 20 ways to achieve it. Mm -hmm. And then... Tackle one of those 20 ways each day. What's the biggest thing that can make a difference today? Hit that next one of those 20 ways, you Mm -hmm. know, next day. Do something every day. Little things. I didn't know how to break it down. Mm -hmm. Is goal setting part of what you teach kids in the Ollie Life Youth Program?
2: Um, Not only long-term goals, but short-term goals. Like what? For instance, I was doing a session. I had children. I think this was maybe around December or January. And... In essence, they set short-term goals to get the grades up in the few courses that they weren't doing as well in, Mm -hmm. get those up by the end of the quarter. Yeah. Good short-term goal. Long-term was to be able to not only get into the next grade, but not have those problems that they had with those particular classes. So that by the time they got to high school, you know, they not only had a rhythm, yeah. But it kind of motivated them to be able to know what they wanted to do after that. Long-term goals sometimes people can either forget about or they don't see it happening. Yeah. So it kind of fizzles, but you have to stay motivated. Yeah. Um you have to stay determined and self-disciplined. Yeah. And know that it is about the long haul for the long-term goals. Yeah. You know, you know coming up with Ollie, we got told no a lot. <laughs> a lot. Especially in the beginning. We got told no a lot. Ty's over there shaking his yeah. head nodding his head. And it's like, if we would have gave up, if Ty would have said, you know, I don't I don't think this is going to work. We're not going to do it. Yeah. We wouldn't have touched the hundreds of children that we've touched in the last just six or seven years. It's about resilience. You know, a lot of people have great ideas, but that's where it dies. They don't have the the self-motivation and the passion and the drive. To continue it.
0: And I think part of what you guys are doing from what I'm observing, get me teary-eyed, is you're giving them faith in themselves because you believe in them. Sometimes we can't get it in ourselves to believe in ourselves yet. Mm-hmm. Somebody else believes in us and we go, well, maybe there's something there. Mm-hmm. And then we start developing that faith and that hope. And then that motivation, I think, comes later.
2: Definitely. My father, rest his soul, used to tell us to be inspiring and to be empowering, but the inspiration breeds that level of empowerment. I was like, what do you say? <laughs> of course I didn't know what that meant necessarily, yeah. but now I get it. And you live it. Every day.
0: I love you guys. This is fantastic. Thank you. Anything, Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Any final thoughts, any final thing that you want to make sure and leave people with today?
2: Definitely want you all to check out the website, org. We have a donation button. We have a picture gallery just so you can see the kind of things that we do do. We have our other Ollie programmers that are listed there so you can get to know us. Definitely have the store. Nice. We have T-shirts and and things of that nature. I'm still trying to get tied to um, get a few more things on there. And definitely this, this is the best part. August 1st, and this is not even Ty's first, but August 1st, Ty has a book coming out. It's called Ollieisms. And what he did was he turned pain into triumph. So there are daily inspirational quotes that just can help you to get through a day or get through a tough time. All positive and all yeah. real stuff. Yeah. Check it out.
0: We will. Thank you. Thank you. Dred Yehuda, and thank you also to Ty Garth for joining us today, the co-founders of OLLI Life Youth Program. OLLI standing for Only Living Life in Excellence. We're going to put the links on our Focus Facebook page. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Jay Phelps for producing today's show. We're going to post it on our Focus Facebook page, so you can check it out there and share it with friends. And if you have any questions or comments about the show or have ideas for future Focus programs, things you'd like to see us talk about, make sure you put it there as well. Make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie and that's Focus.